Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. LMFM Sunday Sport. Your sport, your station. You're very welcome back to LMFM Sunday Sport. David Sheehan with you until five o'clock. Now, you may have read recently about the sale of Seapoint Golf Links in Thurman Fecken. The purchase of the club was led by Car Golf, who headed a group of investors, Genesis Links Holdings Limited, in acquiring the properties and assets of the club. To discuss the acquisition and tell us what it means for members and the club as a whole, I'm joined by Car Golf's Chief Revenue Officer, Alex Sowell. Alex, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for having me, David. Now, before we get into things, I just want to give people some context around this conversation. So, Seapoint Golf Course was formed in the early 1990s, and in the mid 2000s, borrowed around 2.5 million euro to extend the clubhouse and improve other facilities. This coincided with the crash, and the net effect was that 3.8 million euro ended up being owed to AIB, who sold to Vulture Fund Cerberus Capital Management last year. So that's the backdrop to this. So Alex, before we even get to the purchase, Car Golf has been involved with, with Seapoint for a couple of years now. It certainly has, uh, David. Yes, we were fortunate enough to be uh, appointed by the joint joint committee at Seapoint Golf Club in late 2018 to come in and to oversee the running of, of the facilities, uh, the clubhouse, golf operations. And the follow-on from that was then our our golf course maintenance division, a separate business, then took over the oversight of all, all golf course maintenance operations there. Mm. Okay, and so... As I mentioned there, you know, you were in there for a couple of years and then there was an approach to Car Golf basically to make a proposal to buy to buy the club because the debt had gotten so huge that I think the club realized they needed to take steps to to you know to remedy that. So Car were approached to to make a, a proposal about potentially buying the club. Is that what happened next? That's right. Um we were invited to submit a proposal to to the joint club in in July of this year. And uh, initially, we met with a broad section of uh, of the officers of the club. So that included representatives of the committee, trustees, uh, both the men's and ladies clubs, and also representatives from a, from a finance advisory group that was put together to explore all options available to them in order to resolve the legacy debt. Yeah, and... You know, I mentioned at the top there, the debt was 3.8 million euros, which is obviously a massive amount of debt to have amassed. So if Car com- comes in, you know, you, you've gone through with the, with the purchase at the moment, and we'll get into the, the, the ins and outs of that in a little bit, but 3.8 million euros to wipe that out and to, to move forward with the club, that's that's a lot of money to take on, and we understand you're going to invest a significant amount of money in the club in the, in the months and years to come. So from a, from a Car Golf point of view, and you're the, the Chief Revenue Officer, how do you, you guys look to make that money back? Because obviously nobody's in business to lose money. So what's your kind of your plan in terms of getting that money back and recouping it and turning it into a profit? 
Look, we see huge potential at Sea at at Seapoint Golf Club, and and in itself, it it it, it is already a a successful golf club. Unfortunately, it had this legacy legacy debt, which was you know a cloud or a noose holding it back. So. You know, we see the opportunity to build on that membership. Uh, we've committed to members not to increase rates or, or, or to hold rates to, to a maximum increase of 12.5% over the first five years. So really, where we see the opportunity to, to claw back our investment is in increased tourism demand. And when you look at the likes of a Ballybunion, Port Marnock, Royal County Down, Royal Port Rush, these Lynx golf courses, because Lynx is so rare, there's less than 250 Lynx golf courses in the world. Those golf courses are, are, are welcoming anywhere between 7,000 and 10,000 international visitors a year. Seapoint, um, up until recently, would be, would be welcoming international visitors in the low hundreds. So we believe there's an opportunity there uh, to bring more visitors, paying a higher rate because the golf course is worth it. Um, you know, it, it's an amazing facility. And, and we're going to do that in a way that is sympathetic to and does not disrupt the members' enjoyment of the course. So we have entered into an agreement with the members where uh, three hours of summer, t- summer weekend times will be made, made available for visitors. Outside of that, the tea sheet will be entirely for members' competitions uh, and casual play. So, so th- you know, th- there's a commercial model here that allows us to generate the, the, the returns um, that we would like to see uh, and also provides provides enjoyment to the members. Mm. I, I guess anyone that's followed this story will be aware that uh, SSG, Saving Seapoint Group, were a consortium of members and investors. They were unhappy at the club falling out of their control. Have you personally encountered any negativity from members in, in recent weeks since this news has been announced? And, and what message would you have for members who may be unhappy at, at this takeover? Look, you know, our proposal was put to the membership uh, in a vote, and um, that was a, 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 democ- a democratic process, and, uh, uh, and we received 61, 62% of the vote. Support wasn't universal, and, I, 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 and look, we get that, and I think it's fair to say that in any golf club or sports club around the uh, country and wider society, y- you will have people coming from a a cross-section of backgrounds with, with differing views. Mm. So it wasn't unexpected. Um, it didn't surprise us that th- that members saw an alternative route here. But but I think personally, no, I have encountered no negativity over the last couple of weeks. There's a very positive vibe and energy around the clubhouse. And really the message that I'm getting back from both staff and from members is that it feels like a weight has been lifted off their shoulders. You know, the members now have certainty mm. and the future of the club and the property has been secured. Their tenure has been secured. And really, I think the message that I'm getting back is that people feel like the cloud, that cloud has been lifted, a weight has been lifted off their shoulders. Um, uh, and it's now about getting on and enjoying the golf course and getting back to playing, socialising, um, which is really ultimately what the members want to do. Yeah, in absolutely. Ter- Go on, sorry. In- in terms of my message um, to those members that, that had their doubts is, you know, we bought a very comprehensive proposal there that was detailed in terms of our obligations and our commitments to bring the facility on. And over the coming months, uh, months through to next summer, you're going to see continuous work 
uh, taking place in relation to the clubhouse uh, and the facilities. We've appointed a golf course architect uh, and his team was out to survey the lands la- last week. So, you know, b- bear with us because it's a, it, you know, it's a sacred opportunity for us and, and it's one that we're wholly committed to delivering delivering upon for the members. Just just finally on the on the actual kind of ins and outs of the takeover, there was talk of a of a legal challenge now without wishing to get into the nuts and bolts of that. Is is that something Cargolf are expecting? Have you seen any movement on that from from the group that were opposed to your acquisition of the course? I I, I, I have not seen uh, any action uh, or, or anything to uh, anything to that effect uh, in the last number of weeks. So so no I I, I don't think so. And I, I, I think that's something that you know the majority of members do not expect to see and do not want to see at this point just one final thing on that you mentioned the 12 and a half kind of uh, cap on on um f- fees over the next few years for people uh for members over the next five years but would there be any other like anyone that's a member of a golf club knows there are other ways where clubs can levy members are, are, are there anything else any other levies that people should be worried about or expecting coming down the tracks no, absolutely not, and I, and I and I think you know typically when you see this kind of investment going into the golf course and the facilities, you know clubs would apply a capital levy, a development levy. It might be for irrigation systems, you know, whatever it might be. So 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 no, absolutely not. You know the the, the investment is our obligation, and um, members will be asked to pay their annual sub, uh, and that's it. So looking ahead then to the short to medium term, I know um, from speaking to a few people that the, the clubhouse out there needs a little bit of work. So there's a lot of work ahead. So you, you touched on a few of the things that will be happening in the short to medium term. But in the next year or so, what, what should people expect to see and, and how quickly will you be uh, getting to you know getting in on the ground and getting things done? So our, our initial priority is the clubhouse. And there, there is legacy roofing works that, 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 that are required. And we have a water ingress in the building right now. So so our priority is to make sure that the building envelope, the roof and the structure itself is sealed and dry. And um, so we have roofing contractors on site where materials are, 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 are ordered and we intend to, to, to start that project in January or February. Once that is complete, that will allow us then to move to the the more decorative items. So we're looking at a, you know an internal refurbishment and decoration of the clubhouse, upgrading of the bar and restaurant facilities, you know the the lobby and welcome area, and then uh, uh, and then like I like I mentioned earlier, we have a golf course architect appointed. Uh, he has been briefed to develop a course improvement plan, which will which will lay out the incre- incremental opportunities to lift the playing experience out in the course. So so what that entails, I. We don't know at this point. We've got to see what what, what his vision is, um, but we'll be doing that over a number of uh, a, a number of years. And would that potentially mean? I know it's 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 difficult for you to say you're not you're not the course architect, but that would would that potentially mean significant changes to the course? Because again, if if I was a member of Seapoint and I was uh, you know used to playing and I love the course, I I maybe wouldn't want to see huge changes. But uh, would you have any idea how dramatic the changes might might be? No, no. I, th- I, I think our view now is is incremental improvements. We, we have a wonderful product there. The course is a championship standard layout. Um, so, so really, this is a, this is about you know little tweaks here and there that are going to elevate the course onto on, onto another level. And we and, and also when you enter into major course ref- refurbishments, there, there there is also the impact that that has on accessing and playing the course. So 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 no, we're not we're not looking at any significant projects in, in the first few years.
Um, your neighbouring club there in, in Baltray, which was of course the scene of Shane Lowry's Irish Open win in 2009, I was there myself, got absolutely soaked, going up and down the 18th about 10 times. But would an ambition of yours be to have Seapoint host a major tournament like the Irish Open in, in the coming years? I, I, I think major events uh, are absolutely part of our ambition. Um, we have work to do. We, you know, whilst whilst the ingredients are there, certainly on the course, you know, from a course perspective, um, it's going to take us time, and we have work to do to lift the standards of the of facilities in order to host an event like that. But, but absolutely, it's part of our ambition. And, you know, these these events are years in the planning. You know, so there's consultation with residents, with members, with the with the lo- local community tourism agencies the European tour but um, absolutely that is part of our ambition and uh, uh, you know and it's not just the Irish Open it's it's bringing back the major amateur uh, championships to Seapoint and looking at the major ladies uh, and youth championships uh, and bringing them back to showcase what is an amazing course located 45 minutes from Dublin Absolutely, it'll be great to see uh, a major tournament like that coming to the northeast again. Just finally, Alex, a, a little bit away from the the sea point uh, issue and the acquisition. Golf has suffered like throughout the COVID era, and like like lots of different sports has. Looking at at golf as a whole from the viewpoint of clubs around Ireland, are you seeing that it's starting to recover now and get back to where it was? Because I know reading a piece you wrote there in the Independent a year or so ago, it was really on the kind of a uh, on the, on the brink of a huge recovery and then COVID came along and knocked everything back a little bit but are you seeing kind of golf getting back to where it was pre-COVID now in terms of the, the playing numbers and memberships and everything else? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've seen green shoots of growth over over the last 12 months and, and as other pursuits and sports were, you know, were out of bounds or, or you know, um, people weren't able to access them. Golf and tennis really um, thrived in that scenario because we, you know they're both outdoor sports. You can play them uh, safely and, uh, and distanced from a from a COVID perspective. So there's been huge growth uh, both in terms of demand and participation. Uh, I think the challenge now for the industry is. How do we gear ourselves to turn what is that exploratory participation where people are are curious and engaging with the game into something that is that is long term sustainable repeatable demand and, and and participation but arguably golf has never been better placed um, off the back of the surge of demand in the last two years and also we have Port Rush to look forward to in 2025 we have a dare the Ryder Cup at a dare to look forward to in 2027 so these are big big shop window opportunities that the entire industry in Ireland um, need, you know, need to, to leverage and, and, and to, and to utilise to, to the benefit of, of, of everyone involved in the industry. Absolutely, and let's hope that recovery continues. This is Alex Saul, Chief Revenue Officer with Cargo. Thanks so much for taking the call. We, ver- we wish you all the very best of luck with the acquisition of Seapoint and we look forward to seeing what changes happen there in the months and years ahead. Thank you, David. I appreciate you giving me the time. LMFM Sunday Sport. Your sport. Your station.